don't think we give ourselves enough credit for how far we've come. If you gave yourself credit for the things that you've been able to accomplish, the wins that you've been able to have, I think it would make it easier for you to give yourself a break. When you're beating on yourself, when you're giving yourself that negative self-talk, at least for me, it demotivates me. I'm probably not the kind of person that responds to a coach yelling in my face. I get motivated by positive reinforcement. Hi, Offscripters. It's your host, Sewa Ajay Pele, and welcome to episode 94 of the She's Offscript podcast. This is a show where we hear and learn from women who've created unique blueprints for success. My hope is that you'll hear their stories and translate their gems into a unique path for yourself. Today, we're continuing with our Back to Business Basics series. This is our chance to peel back the layers to check the foundation of our business. For this episode, I'm sharing five ways you can get re-inspired and breathe new life into your business. You know, it happens to the best of us. Don't be fooled by the highlight reels on social media. Entrepreneurship is a roller coaster, and there are times when we feel uninspired and don't want to walk the path that many of us have created for ourselves. I know from experience that this can be a scary headspace to be in. So let's break down some of the ways that I've been able to break out of that funk in the past. As a reminder, this series of episodes is recorded during our weekly Instagram Live. So from time to time, you may hear me responding to comments from the audience or hear the voice of someone I've invited to come on live with me. Before we hear the rest of this episode, I would love it if you could subscribe, rate, and review our show on iTunes. This will help to spread the word about our podcast so amazing stories we share on the show can continue to inspire women looking to launch their own off-script journeys. With that, let's go off script as we continue our Back to Business Basics series. I know it's the summer slump when our kids are out of school and business slows down. And especially given everything that's going on right now, it's a little bit harder to get inspired to do things that need to get done. So today I'm sharing five ways I get re-inspired whenever I just don't feel like doing things. I, at this point in my life, have been able to create a life according to what I value, according to what I love to do. But even with that being said, there are still variables I can't control. There are still times when I just don't want to do it. And when you're a business owner, as I put in the caption for this live, when you're a business owner, you kind of have to eat what you kill in that you have to work if you want to bring money into your bank account. There's no guarantee of a check from your nine to five. So it's important that you find a way to dig out that inspiration when you just don't feel like doing anything. I think that's something that we all come across, but I thought I would share what's worked for me and I would love to hear what has worked for you as well as far as what helps to get you kind of out of that slump, out of that funk when you're not feeling motivated to do things. So the first thing that I have on my list, the first of five ways I get re-inspired is you have to examine your motivations. And by that, I mean that there are two ways that people in general are motivated. They either have intrinsic motivations, meaning that something inside them is driving them to do it. 
And there are also extrinsic or external motivations, meaning that there's some sort of an external factor that is moving them to act. So external factors like one of the things that we talk about a lot is the reason people take the career paths that they take. For example, there may be family pressure to take a certain career path because your grandfather, his grandfather before him did XYZ career. You feel pressure to do it. And long story short, you know, I will spoiler alert here. People don't tend to be motivated to succeed when they have been forced to create goals that don't come from within. But on the other side of the spectrum, if your motivation is intrinsic in nature, there's something inside of you that fuels you to take that action. It brings you joy. It brings you excitement. It's something that gives you peace if you do. So because of that, because your body is conditioned and endorphins are released whenever you take that action, you don't need a prod. You don't need a motivation in order to do it. As a parent to young kids, this is something that my husband and I are always talking talking about is how can we give our kids the ability to learn how to be intrinsically motivated as opposed to extrinsically motivated where we're like, okay, we'll give you candy or reward you with extra screen time if you take XYZ action. Because in the long term, you want to do things that you truly are happy about doing, that you're truly motivated about, about doing. So whenever I start to feel like, I don't want to do whatever item is on my list. I ask myself, why don't I want to do this? What was my motivation for doing it in the first place? And that's a good opportunity just for you to check in with yourself to understand whether or not it's something that just needs to be pulled out of your life entirely so that you don't feel the pressure to do it. Now, that's easier said than done, depending on what it is you are feeling unmotivated to do. But I would say, understanding why you are feeling a lack of motivation to begin with is a first step in understanding why or how to become motivated. Once you understand that and you're able to at least discern what should be on your list to do and what should not be or what should be a goal and what should not be, then you can move on to step number two for me, which is to revisit your vision and your mission. I talk a lot about being mission-driven in that there needs to be a higher purpose, a higher overarching reason for the things you are doing. So at the beginning of this year, if you did kind of goal setting, goal planning with me, I did a live masterclass around this topic. I talked about starting with a mission and the fact that you're able to have multiple missions within your life. You can have a mission for your business, a mission for your family, a mission for you personally, as far as what you're trying to accomplish. But when you are mission-driven, the goals and then the actions that it takes to achieve those goals, it's easy to measure them and mark them to your mission to see whether or not it really aligns. A lot of people call this figuring out your why. Figure out why it is that you're trying to do this. It kind of also ties back into being intrinsically or extrinsically motivated. But once you understand that everything you do is based on a mission, then all you have to do is pull up that mission. We call that mission and it reminds you why it is that you need to get up and do whatever it is you're, you're 
not feeling motivated to do. So for me, I have multiple missions in life, but one of my biggest missions and probably one of the main motivations for me leaving my nine to five was impact. I saw day to day the fact that I was executing billion dollar deals with the names, you know, big names that you probably would recognize, but I couldn't feel the impact or see the impact I was having because it was someone else's mission. It was someone else's deal. But on the flip side of things, when I run my own business, I set my own agenda. I'm able to see the impact when I come out of a strategy session with a client and they have found clarity that they did not have before sitting with me. And I'm seeing them hit goals and milestones that they wouldn't have hit before. That is something that motivates me. It helps me get up and plan and be prepared whenever I sit on any sort of a meeting. Whenever I have my podcast episodes, a comment I hear over and over again is, man, you came to this prepared, or I have never been asked that question before. It's because I'm motivated to have an impact. I hear people write to me, they send me messages, and they tell me about how listening to my podcast. It's so detailed and they've never come across that on other podcasts before. I do that. I spend the time to do this because I'm intrinsically motivated to have an impact. I have an impact on women and women-owned businesses in particular. So you have to examine your why. You have to take it back to your mission. Have a mission for yourself. If you haven't taken the time to create one, I would encourage you just to pause, take a step back, and outline one for yourself so that on days where you're just like, I just don't want to do X, Y, Z, you understand your mission. I know a lot of us have had nine to fives or are currently in nine to fives where, man, you just don't want to do it. You're just not motivated to get things done. But if you take it back to the fact that you probably have a bigger purpose and you're on a bigger mission, that nine to five might just be a tool you can use to fuel your passion and to drive forward the mission that you truly want to be on. So you kind of have to see it for what it is. So that's number two for me is just to make sure that I know what kind of a mission I'm on and I know what my vision is. And I think in popular terms, I know my why. And I think that oftentimes helps me get motivated. But I think that what goes along with that is you also have to give yourself positive affirmations. You have to talk to yourself. You have to give yourself a pep talk saying, you know, it's okay that I'm doing this for now. I know why I'm doing it. What I'm doing is important to the overarching mission and goal that I have for my life, for my business, for my family. And oftentimes that little pep talk that those positive affirmations I give myself really help to get me going. Now that's not to say that there shouldn't be room in your life to pause. That's not to say that there shouldn't be room in your life to just sit, breathe, and give yourself a break. I would encourage you to give yourself permission. Give your give yourself permission to sometimes just be still, to do nothing. Because I would say for me, in those times where I'm still, I just tend to find answers. I tend to be creative. I often hear people say that whenever they're in the shower, they have these amazing ideas. And 
I think that's because when you're in the shower, you're still in that your mind is clear. We're not having to think about our actions and our minds can really focus on what is important. So if you're looking for a way to get motivated. Absolutely. I think there's room to be still. There's room to give yourself permission to take a break so that you don't start to feel guilty about taking that time off. Give your permission to do that. But at a certain point, you have to get back to it. So that leads me to number three, which is to break things into smaller bite-sized chunks. So for me, whenever there's a big project or a big to-do item on my list that I'm not attacking, it's probably because I haven't broken it down into small enough pieces. Putting that solve world piece type of line item on your to-do list, quite frankly, is looming. It's a big line item to have. And so it's going to be important for you to break things down into small bite sizes. And what helps me is to give myself a time allotment. For me, one of the most relatable ways to share how I do this is one of my goals this year was to declutter our home and keep it somewhat neat, which has been made even more difficult because COVID was not around when I set that goal because now we're on top of each other and the kids are home and 24-7 people are just touching things and moving things around. But one of the ways I've been able to stay on top of that goal is I gave myself a goal of Monday, Wednesday, Friday for 15 minutes a day. I've assigned a part of the house that I'm just going to set the timer and do a 15 minute mad dash through that area in the house and clean it. So for me, I could be listening to a podcast episode or whatever in my in my headphones, but I know when the timer gets off, I'm done and I've done it. So instead of sitting down and thinking, oh my gosh, I just don't want to clean. It's just so boring to clean the house. I already know my goal is bite-sized. The step is turn on the timer for 15 minutes, put on my headphones and just dash around and clean this little area. So whenever you break things into smaller bite-sized pieces and steps, it makes it easier to tackle whatever it is that you are trying to skirt around doing or you're not feeling motivated to do. It's kind of reverse psychology. You have to trick yourself a little bit in that you're making the goal not seem as big or you're making the task not seem as big. So for me, that tends to work is breaking things into smaller uh, smaller steps and then giving myself a time frame, a small short time frame within which I need to accomplish it. And you'll be surprised how much you can accomplish within a 15 minute time span or a 20 minute time span when you're hyper focused on just that. And one thing I will add to that is multitasking then becomes the enemy of progress because you are just splitting your attention too many ways. And at the end of that period, you haven't accomplished much. So for me, it's very important that I'm hyper-focused. I have a singular singular focus whenever I'm doing these bite-sized tasks. So number four is to celebrate your wins. So I don't think we do this enough. I don't think we give ourselves enough credit for how far we've come. If you gave yourself credit for the things that you've been able to accomplish, the wins that you've been able to have, I think it would make it easier for you to give yourself a break. When you're beating on yourself, when you're giving yourself that negative self-talk, at least for me, it demotivates me. I'm 
probably not the, the kind of person that responds to a coach yelling in my face. I, I get motivated by positive reinforcement. So I think it's really important that you celebrate the wins that you have gotten in your life. But not only is it important for you to celebrate those wins, I think it's important to reward yourself, whether it's you'll go out for a mani-pedi if you do, you know, task X, Y, and Z on your list. But on the flip side of this, and I don't think a lot of people do this, I think you also have to give yourself negative consequences for not accomplishing a task. Because sometimes I think it's so easy to say, okay, I'll get a bowl of ice cream if I finish this passage. But then if you don't finish the passage, then you're like, eh, I'll have the ice cream anyway. No, then that read that kind of reward system doesn't work. I think it's important, at least for me, is I set a balance. I say, if I'm able to accomplish this task, this is my reward. If I'm unable to accomplish this task, this is the consequence of my not doing that item or not accomplishing that task. And I think if you condition your mind in this way over time, this may not work for everyone. This works for me. But in order to get myself re-inspired, I need to reward myself. But also in order to condition myself to follow through on the things I say I'm going to do, I need a consequence for not following through on those actions. Give it a try. I think we live in a world where things might be more accessible to us in the U.S. than they are in other parts of the world. And as a result, because things are so accessible, we don't know lack, right? We're, we're not, I mean, I think there are different peoples who have access to different types of resources, but by and large, we probably have more resources than a lot of other people do. So because we don't know a lot about holding things back from ourselves, it becomes so easy to figure, oh, I'll get it somehow, some way, anyway. If I work hard enough, I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll get it. But if you kind of reinforce that there are consequences to not taking the actions that we know are going to move us ahead in life, then perhaps that will get you a little bit more re-inspired and more motivated to take that action. So finally on that list is to surround yourself with people that inspire you and that keep you motivated. Now, when I say this, I want to be sure that you're not getting caught in the comparison game. Because I think there's a difference between looking up to people who inspire you and then just kind of scrolling through the gram or wherever, looking at the things that people say they're accomplishing and then getting down on yourself because you're comparing yourself to their journey and you're, you're feeling like, okay, I haven't been able to do what they've been able to do. So I would say stay away from that, but be sure to get yourself in a room virtually, however, with other people who are going to motivate and inspire you on days when you need a hand up. The other day, I came across a post from the Thrive Instagram account, which I thought was amazing. It was the five types of people to surround yourself with, and I'll read these off. The first was those who, who inspire you, those who celebrate you, those who are grateful for you, those who help you, and then those who bring out the best in you. It's important that you identify those people in your life and based on what you need in order to accomplish whatever you're feeling so unmotivated and so uninspired to accomplish, then you can turn those turn to those individuals in your life. Of course, I think it's important to also not be in an echo chamber. And I think we know when we do this, where we're just looking for the girlfriend who will agree with us. That's why I think it's so important to have a balanced 
group of people so that you ensure that you're not giving yourself a one-sided view of what you need to do. You're not giving yourself too much time with the friend that's always hyping you up, even when you know that you're not right in what you're doing. Okay. So if you, if you have a nine to five or, you, or you've been in the corporate space, you probably heard this term um, when it comes to career progression and career growth. You probably heard the term about creating a personal board of directors for yourself. And what that means is you need to identify people within your world who perform different tasks and play different roles in order to help you advance your career. So examples of that would be a mentor who maybe is going to be a little bit more hands-on than a sponsor who's more of a senior individual that's going to be in rooms that you're never going to be in, or at least at this point in your career, you're not in. And those individuals can kind of speak on your behalf and speak to your potential um, or speak to your readiness for whatever it is you're lobbying for. So I would say even within the business realm, it's important to have a personal board of directors. So for me, I have people in my circle who've been in business far more years than I've been in business. They are in national global retailers. They have already built their business to multi-million levels because for me, it's important that I associate with people who are doing things that I aspire to do because I want to be able to walk, talk, and act like they're doing now because that behavior, that thought pattern is going to get me to where I need to go. I'm going to pick up tips from them. And for me personally, it's shortened my learning time and it's shortened my time to success based on my markers of success because I've been able to learn from people. My mentality has not at all been I can go at this my own. I can do it by myself, but I've been very proactive in surrounding myself with people who are already where I want to be. I did it in the corporate space. It brought me success. Why would I not do the same in the business space? So I think for me, it's been important to do that. And for you, if you're looking for ways to get inspired, if you're looking for ways to get motivated, I would suggest and highly recommend that you surround yourself with a board of directors, a personal board of directors. People who are not only going to cheer you on, but on balance are going to call you out on your BS on those days that you're just like, uh, I don't really want to do this. They are going to be there to let you know that, well, you can give yourself the rest time, but it's time for you to pick yourself up by your bootstraps and get to work. As I said, this is a time where it's really difficult for us to stay focused or for us to stay motivated because there are so many factors out there that are dividing our focus. There are so many factors out there that have added more to our plates. And quite frankly, there are more people out here who have mental health that's suffering. This is not really a mental health conversation. And if you find that your lack of motivation is tied deeply to mental health, then while these tips might be helpful, you may want to seek professional advice to figure out what the blocks are for you personally so you can get on with what you need to do. But by and large, I think it's it's a tough time. If you're a business owner, if you're a CEO, if you're an entrepreneur and you're looking to grow your business and you're looking to get to the next level, but you're not feeling motivated because of everything that's going on around you, here are five tips that you might find helpful. So I have talked for a long, long time. Thank you everyone for jumping on. Danielle, I see you. Sis, I see you. Um, is it Shay? I see you. Thank you for jumping on. Tayo, I see you. Who else? Terry, I see you. Thank you for jumping on. 
And I I do these weekly lives because I want to share the experiences that I've had that have been helpful for me. And I also want to give us an opportunity to share with each other the things that we think are helpful. Because when we look at our community as women, historically, the, the systemic structures have been stacked against us. And so it's really important that we rally and find out how we can help each other up to the next level. And if we've already attained that level of success, then we just turn around and pull the next lady along. So that is really why I have these weekly lives. Give me a one if you have found this helpful. Just put a one in the comments. Give me a two if you have heard something new that you would like to try and incorporate as you're looking to to get motivated and find motivation. Let me know in the comments there. Glad to hear that you guys found that helpful. As you know, I'm a business strategist. I help women-led businesses figure out how to launch, pivot, and grow their businesses. So if you find that you are feeling stuck or looking to launch something or pivot your business, feel free to reach out. I know I've seen a couple of my clients jump on here already today. So if you want to chat, click the link in my Instagram bio and sign up for a free coffee chat with me and we'll figure out what our next steps can be. But as I said, thank you for jumping on and then we'll see you at the next live. All right. Talk to you ladies later. Bye. Hi, Offscripters. I'm so glad you made it to the end of this episode. If you enjoy listening to our show, please pay it forward by sharing us with your network. Between episodes, you can find me on Instagram. Our handle is at She's Offscript, or you can catch up on past episodes at She's Offscript.com. See you on the next one.